Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Between the Legs, a podcast about those in the motorcycle community and those who contribute to it. I'm your host, Sarah Taylor. The episode you're about to listen to is a conversation I had with Will, founder of Dapper Tours. We explore his love of history, which has inspired his business that provides tourists with a unique view of the city. Why travel on a bus when you can have a personal guide zip you around on a beautiful Ural sidecar? The business has grown quickly in the past few years, and Will has big plans that'll take it beyond the streets of New York. I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Testing, 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 one, two, three, testing. So you've just missed the first 10 minutes of this because I did not press record. It's okay. You didn't need to know. It was all about me and like how the podcast got started and you'll hear about that a hundred times over. So it's all right. We got a warm up in. That's really what it is. But we have Will from Dapper Tours, who is probably one of the most electric people I've had the pleasure of talking to. And after, what, like three reschedules, we're finally sitting here in my living room. Three rain days. Kitchen slash bedroom, because I live in a studio. It's a really nice table. Thank you. I built it. Did you really? Yeah. This is a badass table. Seriously. You want to see something funny? Tell me. Look underneath, right there in the corner. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a box in the way. You might not be able to see it. Um, One of the legs is like two inches shorter than the rest. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. So it's got like a couple of foam pads to level it back out. Uh This thing is wonky. (laughs) But I built it. And I sanded it. And then my entire apartment was covered in dust. Yeah, yeah. Entire apartment. By the way, really nice apartment also. Thank you. Really nice apartment. We got a good deal on it. The radiator is insanely loud. Mm -hmm. It kind of sounds like a big field of cicadas in the winter. Yeah, yeah. And then constantly for like four months. That's... (laughs) That's really what it is. It's and right now I have no gas. It's been out for a month. You don't need it. You'll uh, be fine. No. You'll we fine. Uh, yeah. don't like to cook or eat okay. or survive. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. Had to install our own AC unit. They helped with that. Okay. But you guys just moved in. Yeah. So oh. I moved in with my boyfriend about... What year is it? No, I'm just kidding. It was a few months ago. Uh-huh. Um, and we got like the tail end of winter because I think we came like mid-February. Okay. And now we're going into summer. I'm really excited to see what it's like in the fall once, like, all the summer chaos has calmed down. Yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, we're in East Village. We're right near my favorite Italian spot. We're near uh, our favorite pool hall, some of our favorite bars. We're, like, almost equidistant between my best friends and his best friend. Perfect, It's, yeah. like, it made so much sense. It was a huge apartment. We both like to be hosts so we have people over like at least once a month. I host mm-hmm. poker. If you ever play, you yeah, should come. Yeah. There's no money involved in case anyone legally is listening. <laughs> Just kidding. There totally is. It's like $20. I'll bring um, money too. It's a lot of fun. And we like have chips and hang out and mm-hmm. watch sports because sports are cool. Sports balls. They are. Yeah. I yeah, like sports. Me too. Do, what sports do you watch? Basketball. Ooh. Baseball. Boxing. Boxing. I love boxing. Yeah. You know, people keep talking about boxing up here, like rumble boxing. Really? Mm-hmm. Rumble boxing. What is that? Rumble boxing is like for everyday people to okay. learn how to box. So uh, okay. You wouldn't like, it's like a class. Yeah. Okay. You do like classes the same way you would take like a spin class, okay. which I would never do because I hear it's insane. Also, you're spinning. I mean, isn't that going to get tiring after a while? It's nonstop. <laughs> like a bike, Will. <laughs> My goodness. This guy's got jokes. <laughs> All right, so back to you. Tell everyone everything about you. In fact, you do my job. Well, um, I'm I'm (laughs) 5'9". And here's my dating profile. Um, Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? My name is, uh, first of all, I'm really happy to be here. Um, It's been a few weeks that we've been going back and forth uh, trying to have this meeting. Um, Apparently, the universe was like, no, 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 we have a better day for you. Uh, because uh, three times, it's this no, this is the third time. Yeah. Two times before this, we got rained out, literally. Both days. Both days, literally. Um, Tuesdays are tough. Tuesdays are really tough. Yeah, for rain, probably Tuesday is tough too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so today it worked out, um, and I'm here. I'm really happy. I'm really happy at what you're doing as well too. Um, you got some spunk about you when it comes to, <laughs> you're taking on an industry that's really... Um, there's nobody really fitting the the mold that you're trying to that you're going into. Mm-hmm. So I really respect that, like going somewhere where nobody else is. 
is in. I do have to give credit. Yeah. Um, I thought there were very few motorcycle podcasts. Apparently, there's quite a bit. Sure. I would say I've found between like 10 and 20-ish. Okay. Um, and of those... <laughs> Uh, I only found men doing it until recently. There's a girl out on the West coast. Um, she goes by girl on a moto on okay. Instagram. It's also the name of her podcast and mm -hmm. she's got about 60 episodes. Hers is, I think talking more about bikes and like the actual motorcycles themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say we're a little bit different, but I do have to give credit because I did find her. So someone does exist uh -huh. slightly different, different coast, but she's wow. out there. Thankfully, she's not in New York City, so we're yeah. Get, don't we're come in, here. This is mine. Yeah, this is her hood. This my is her hood. We're gonna, we gonna drive you out. We're gonna drive you out. No, like <laughs> the thing is too. Like you're when I say you're in a a, a niche. Yeah. Um, I, I look too, and you're one of the few people doing something when it comes to the peripheral part of the motorcycle world, right? Like you know, most people concentrate on motorcycles or uh, you know the culture of motorcycles, but you're concentrating on things kind of a little bit on the outskirts of that, you know, like, for example, like, all right, I'm running a tour company that we'll, we'll start back. Like Will from Dapper Tours, um, I run a tour guide company that essentially what we do is we do non-douchebag tours of <laughs> New York City. I mean, that's kind of the simple way I could put it. Um, if I were saying this on something that had to be edited, I mm -hmm. would say we do non-touristy tours of New York City on these dope uh, vintage sidecar motorcycles, right? Like, and to be specific, Ural motorcycles. Um, they are, they have a history and a nostalgia to them that- um, Oh, beautiful bikes. They, they're amazing, really, really amazing. And the history behind them is even more amazing because when you think about how basically the the Russians stole the technology from um, the-, the <laughs> I'm just getting more water and he immediately starts laughing. I started laughing because she's whispering to me. I'm just, I'm just- Keep on going. Keep on going. Um, We're dehydrated. <laughs> Thank you, love. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. That's good. Um, the history behind these bikes are so amazing because of when you think about what happened during World War II, uh, the Russians basically stealing that technology from the Germans uh, and then uh, realizing when Hitler was coming with his Blitzkrieg uh, into Moscow, uh, Stalin pat panicking basically and realizing that everything was going to go to, to hell in a handbasket. And he told him, he says, yo, take the factory along with other factories. But he said, take the factory where they were making the motorcycles, take it to the Ural mountains. And that's why the bikes are called Ural, right? Like, what? because they I ended had up no being idea. Yeah, yeah. It's a crazy history behind it. So I, I, I love history. I love the history of things. I love the history of people. Love the history of New York. Uh, so all this stuff kind of just meshed together to create this uh, thing that, allows me to be able to pass history on to people uh, on this amazing thing, this motorcycle with a sidecar that literally, I, I'm not even joking around, it's magic. Like when somebody steps inside of the sidecar or when they see it even, it's a whole process. When they first see the bike, I can see it in their eyes. It's like this glimmer that reminds them of a time of their life from long, long ago, even though they've never seen a sidecar before, but it takes them to their childhood almost. Yeah, takes, like riding a bike, like having that wind in your hair, it's crazy. feeling free. And it's nuts. It's nuts. And then it, it, what starts to happen is once they sit inside of the sidecar, this magic thing happens. Like It's like it puts a force field of positivity and happiness around them where <laughs> nothing else going on outside of them uh, messes with them and it does the same thing to people on the street like when people see these bikes coming through with people in them they start to get this also doesn't matter what they're going through they're just like man hey man that's so cool you know like and they want to talk to you um i call it kind of like the sidecar euro effect where you have to give yourself an extra 30 minutes every day when you're traveling because people are going to stop you and you can't be a douchebag and not stop and see yeah, what's Yeah, your business name is right on the side. You just gotta, gotta, go, gotta roll with it, gotta roll with it. So that's what I do, essentially. That is so cool. I think it's amazing. Like I've only, I haven't done any like touristy tours of New York in a while. Mm -hmm. I think we came once, um, like when I was in early college, which thank you mom and dad, that was a super <laughs> cool trip. Oh my God, it was awesome. Yeah. They were like, do you guys wanna go to New York? And I was like, yes! 
<laughs> we saw a bunch of Broadway plays. I cried to the Lion King. A bunch? King. A bunch? A bunch is like wow. two Broadway plays okay. and then one right. off Broadway. Okay. It okay. was a bunch to that me. Counts. That's a yeah. bunch. But cried to the Lion King, had a yeah. great time. Our last day, our parents were like, let's do something fun. And then they surprised us with a limo to the airport, which is only like half an hour away. Bad but ass. it was still like yeah. class, mama, dad, class. Yo. I appreciate you, Mom. Yeah, it was appreciate great. You, Dad. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but no, I had a super fun time. It was really touristy, so like my perception of New York was drastically different than what it is now. What was your perception of New York? I'm curious. Um, unobtainable. Huh. I guess would be the best. That's a big word. That's yeah. A, that's a perfect word for that. Wow. Well, it's like I grew up in the suburbs of Georgia, so you see what New York is in movies and in photos and in like crazy news stories, like. Mm. I mean, anything that's ever happened in New York is a crazy story to anyone else. Yeah. And then um, we came for the trip and we only did tourist things and we stayed in really tourist areas, like thinking that the best Italian food was in Little Italy. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, although it was really good Italian food. It's uh-huh. definitely, there's other Italian food. It's just the there only is. point I'm making. Yes. Um, so we did all the things that, that you would tell a tourist to do mm-hmm. and like, you know, send you into tourist traps and things like that. And, but I still had an amazing time. So I was like, oh, it's this big, shiny city. It's amazing. Like, you can do anything <laughs> here, but it's all expensive and it's really big and it's super busy. So for someone, you know, who's like just in their early 20s, it seems kind of unattainable. Mm-hmm. unobtainable. Yeah. And then I finished college and I was, you know, doing the whole job search and I had this amazing job offer to go live in Florida, which meant, you know, two years worth of no state income tax. I'd be living on the beach. I'd be at a world recognized company, like Mm. earning my keep. And I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Totally sold my parents on it. They're like, (laughs) yes, we're so proud of you. And then just out of the blue, I got a job offer for this company that I work at now and still love um, in New York. And I was like, oh, I can live in New York. I can just do that. Wow. It was a crazy idea to me. And then I just had to do it. So I did it. And then I realized what New York is like for people who actually live here. And it's basically anywhere else, just a lot more of it. Like anything that I wanted when I was in my first apartment was within maybe a block. Like on the same corner, I had Chinese food. I had barbecue chicken. I had a gym. I had laundry. I had a grocery store. I had two delis. Who needs two delis that close? Apparently that block. Apparently that block. (laughs) I had sushi across the street. I had a great roof to overlook Third Avenue. I met one of my best friends in the whole city in that apartment. Mm -hmm. And it just became much more realistic. Um, So I guess very long story to answer your question it kind of was like that and now it's just completely normal but i've never done any other tours outside of that except for this one guy Mm -hmm. speedy leibowich do you know him no i don't i love his last name you two would have a great time oh yeah you should get him he'd be a lot of fun so he's this local new yorker um who's been here for like a really long time he's kind of famous on speedy speedy leibowich I really like him. He lives out, I think, in Williamsburg right now. Um, and he just had a couple episode uh, features on high maintenance, okay. which if you've ever watched that on HBO, is a hilarious show about a weed dealer in New York. I heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it, though. You like talking to people and like short clips into their life. Great show to watch. He's taking notes. High maintenance. Got it. High maintenance. So, Speedy Leibowitz, he does tours of New York that are, you pay like, I don't know how much they are, I think. I paid like 60 bucks or something and he does really unique tours. So he has one that walks you through rush hour. Like you just walk through rush hour and he talks about how the city is alive and breathing. And he's famous because on YouTube he used to talk about how the city and society is a grid and like who he was in that video versus who he is now is kind of the same person, but at the same time, a different it's like a positive perspective on the same thing instead of like, oh, we're all just walking in this grid. He's like, we're all here to walk in a grid. And he's like, got a smile on. Great character. But between the two of you, yeah. you're the only authentic tours that I know. <laughs> that was a really big loop around, but we got there. Well, I, I appreciate being put in the same um, uh, 
pot as speedy he sounds like a cool dude oh you guys would um, love each other he sounds like a like almost like a new york poet you know that's exactly what he is yeah that's, that's what how he talks like. wow i have to check him out i may actually yeah. go on a tour with him um that would be so fun he knows everything about badass. new york that'd be cool if he did a tour with if i did a tour with him to support him then he did a tour with me in the sidecar and he's doing his his thing, you know? Oh, That'd like with really the camera cool. thing you're about to do, which yeah, by the way, you should yeah, tell people yeah. about that. So originally I asked Will <laughs> to come talk to us now that we're like 20 minutes into it. Originally I asked him to come talk about uh, his, you know, his new style of tour and, you know, as cool as it is to go and do a tour with him, he's about to start a new project and that's really what I'm interested in because it's going to be slightly different from what he currently does. So if you can describe, you know, the differences between the two and then like go into what your new project is. Sure. Um, so the tour is essentially the way the tours work. So we do um, one and a half hours, uh, two and a half hours, four hours. And then some people want to spend the whole day with uh, people like me. I don't know why they would want to do that, but some people <laughs> do. Um, and it's, it's really great, right? The tours are amazing because of the fact that, excuse me, um, the tours are amazing because of the fact that, um, in my opinion, there's nothing like it in, there's nothing like it in, in New York City, definitely, but there's nothing like it anywhere just because of the way I built, I built the tours out. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it has to do with this, you know, human connection, right? Like I, I, I think it's really important when a person comes to a city, you have to go into the, I always say to people, like, even when people ask me, like at Motor Market, people were coming up to me asking me to be uh, tour guides, right? Like, by the way, anybody out there that wants to be a tour guide, hit me up. Uh, if you ride a motorcycle really well and you have a non-douchey personality, definitely hit me up. But when they were asking me about that, I told them, I said, well, for this job, you need to have a, you don't need to have a high IQ. You need to have a high EQ, mm -hmm. meaning you need to be able to. Uh, want to feel what other people feel and to um, really tap into their emotions, right? Because when a person comes here to New York City, what ends up happening is uh, when I really sat down and I broke it down, people come here and they're intimidated by New York. I thought it was so fascinating when you talked about how when you came to New York, the feeling you felt, you felt that this was unattainable. Like you couldn't, it felt so far away and distant. Well, imagine what happens when a person comes here for the first time Maybe they saved up for, for years just to come to this place that they've imagined based upon things that they've seen on movies and things that they've heard about or whatever. They painted this picture in their head that this place is one thing. And depending on what happens when they come here, right, literally when they come off the plane and then they jump on a double-decker bus, right, like that picture. And here's how amazing New York is. People come here and they're just like, wow, that's amazing. Even though they're on a douchey non a double decker bus sitting there, like, you know, looking down and everything, but it kind of matches their perception of what the media has put out there about New York. Mm -hmm. And what we do is essentially, I'm here to break the mold of what people think New York is because that's not New York. New York is the New York that you and I know about. New York is the New York that not even you or I know about. Like, there's so many things every single day once I started Dapper Tours. I, I've been in New York for over 25 years, right? Holy like was, cow. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was born in West Africa and I came here after like a crazy civil war in my country. We escaped. We came here and I've been here ever since. I it was peaceful since. there all the time. Yeah, always, always. We <laughs> used to actually drink tea and crumpets, eat crumpets <laughs> together, you know? Um, but I, I didn't want that good life anymore, so I came over <laughs> here. But when I came here, it was one of those things where just living here that long and being a social person, you get to really experience the whole of New York. And then what started happening is, I, I will say, there was a period where I started to fall out of love with New York. Oh, no. Because what happens is New York, you said it, New York is New York is a hard place. New oh, York it tries is, to get you. It tries to get you. Especially in the winter. Oh, my God. Like, you're just like, nah, I didn't buy this life. You want to be somewhere else. But what happened to me is, little by little, New York started to, I started falling in love with New York again when I opened up the two years before I even opened up Dapper Tours because I was just, I had to do research and I had to really immerse myself back in New York. And I'm like, wow, my perspective totally changed on New York. Like I started seeing things from a whole different angle because there's this underbelly in New York that uh, is really quite amazing. So that 
is something that I'm trying to get people to see. And to, you know, to our credit, every single time somebody's done a tour, they'll say it's the most amazing tour they've ever done because it flips New York on its head. They're just like, I can't believe this is the New York I've been coming to before. And, uh, or if it's their first time, they're just like, this is totally different than what I'm seeing, you know, all the buildings of what I've thought it was before. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's Empire State Building. Yeah. It's like I said, Little Italy yeah. and Chinatown. And it's, you know, cheesy shops in Times Square. Correct. And then you're like, no, 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 no. This no. whole area, you you can see that in books. It doesn't yeah. matter. And you take them like literally two avenues over and their brain explodes. Right there. Or even you look at... Uh, I'm, I'm going to drop some knowledge right now, right? Drop like, I'm gonna some drop some knowledge. knowledge. I'm going to drop a little tip. If I was like a radio <laughs> DJ, this is where I'd go... Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> Dropping knowledge. <laughs> drop knowledge well. I'm going to drop some knowledge, right? Like, for example, one of the things I love... I'll give you a little tidbit of the, the tour right now, right? Ooh. One of the things I love is New York is this place that we have a ability to... We hide things right in plain sight, right? And everything is about the stories uh, of New York. I always say New York is not Paris, it's not Prague. It's not these old, beautiful cities where all you have to do is just point at stuff. It's so uh, Id idyllic and beautiful or whatever that it doesn't take a lot of explanation. New York, you have to go into the story. And the beauty is we have so many stories. For example, we go every single day across the... Um, Brooklyn Bridge, every single day, people go across the bridge, walking, driving, biking, drunk sometimes, whatever it is, right? Sometimes? Sometimes, many times. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is back in the early 2000s, um, there were workers that were working in the bases of the bridge, right? Like the bridge mm -hmm. has these foundations. So I'm not going to say which side this foundation is on. I'll let you all do a little research and find out. But Essentially, these guys, they went into one of the foundations of the bridge um, on one of the land sides. And these foundations are like the size of buildings, right? Like they're holding right. up the whole, you know, bridge. So when they went inside, what they found is they found hundreds of thousands of gallons of water. They found hundreds of thousands of survival biscuits. They found also shock medication. Thousands, hundreds of thousands. This is inside, inside what's holding up the bridge. Yep inside what's holding up the bridge. Um, survival blankets, all these things, basically kind of waiting for a, almost like a cat. What a like, great storage unit. It's great, it's an amazing storage unit. Like I, I, I want never would have thought of that. I wanna, I wanna live in one, I wanna live in one, right? Like, You're gonna live in a bridge? I, I think would, they call those I, trolls. They do, they do. We need to bring it over here. <laughs> Callie can be the only one that have it. We need to have it over here too. We um, want a troll. <laughs> we want a troll. Um, so ask yourself now, why do you think Brooklyn Bridge would have this almost like an Armageddon is coming stored inside of the bridge. I'll give you a hint. Um, it's something that was about to happen that was almost about to happen but didn't happen. I'm assuming a war. Okay. You could assume that. Go I ahead. I can assume a war. Okay, mm -hmm. so love to assume things just Please. because I like to think I'm right all the time. You, you're pretty close to being right right now. Okay, so I'm assuming it was a war. Yep. And they maybe anticipated that it was going to come over here and they'd have to blow up the bridge to keep people from getting to Manhattan. So, like, how are we going to get supplies in? I don't uh -huh. know. We'll just store them in the part of the bridge that'll survive. Which war? Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of them? All of them. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. All of them. I would say... This sounds... How old is the Brooklyn Bridge? The Brooklyn Bridge is very old. The Brooklyn oh, Bridge is... Yeah. Is it like a World War II type thing? You are getting right... You're almost right there. I'll give you a little hint. It's. It, it would be a war that would happen only in the winter. In the winter? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> a Cold War? <laughs> oh, that's funny. The Cold War. Exactly. It was the Cold War because we were so on edge at during the Cold War that we thought at any point the Soviet Union would bomb the hell out of us. And they thought the same thing. So they started storing and preparing. Remember, this is this always been a big city or a populated city. They started preparing for that uh, all the way That's back then. That's crazy. It's nuts. And they just left it there? They just left it there. Is no, it still there? It's Well, some pieces are there, but not all of them are there anymore. 
there are other things stored in the Brooklyn Bridge on both sides as well, too. Uh, I met this dude at a bar. And that, that's another beautiful thing. What? Yeah, this it's crazy. My brain just exploded. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I met this dude uh, at a bar called um, Superfine in in Dumbo. And he saw oh, me with one of the Dumbo. bikes. I loved at one of my favorite areas. I was uh, I had the bike with me. And that's another thing. These bikes bring people together. Um, there would be no way for this dude to talk to me. He would never have a reason to talk to me. He sees the bike. He's a biker. Uh, he comes up to me, starts asking me about the bike. Next thing you know, we start, you know, uh, uh, talking or whatever. And I tell him one of the stories or I ask him about the bridge because I see he's one of the workers that works on the bridge. And he starts going into the details of that story. He's just like, no, no, no. You, you, heard, you, read, that, you read that story. This is the real story behind that story. And he's just like, there's other stuff in there stored that nobody really knows about. We can get in there because we work in there or whatever it is. So all this stuff is right in front of us. It's right there. But not even us New Yorkers know about this stuff, right? That's crazy. And that's the type of stuff we try to bring out on the tours. Holy Essentially. Cow. Yeah. Well, now I have to go on a tour. You have to do Full a disclaimer, I haven't been on one yet. She has not. She uh, has we not. are planning on setting a date. What is it? Like July? July something. Something. Mm. July something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of mm-hmm. those something dates. Something yeah. around there. Yeah, exactly. There's only 30 in there, I think. <laughs> is it 30 or 31? I think it's 31. 31? Yeah. I don't know my months. Just, you know, we don't need the extra day Anyhow. if we lose it. We'll yeah. just... Bye. Uh, so planning to go on that one. So that is the n- new style of tour that you have. That's the up. new style. Well, that's the tour that we're doing. That, so that's the tour we've been doing, or mm-hmm. those are the type of tours you've been doing. The new thing I'm planning on doing is this. Um, I had this idea of when you think of Jerry Seinfeld, coffee with stars and cars. Yeah. I think it's called cars and coffee, cars and com- comedians. Comedians and cars, cars getting coffee. Getting coffee. Comedian and cars getting coffee. That one, right? God, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But he, he pulled it off. Yeah. And essentially what he's doing is he's driving around in one of his badass cars with really famous people talking to them like of we're doing right now. all the people to have just a bunch of badass cars. Like I never would have thought it's it would have been Jerry. It's Jerry. Jerry has a lot of badass cars. Well, good for Him Jerry. and uh, Leno also. Leno has a yeah. lot of badass cars Yeah. Oh my God. Too. To see Leno's garage was uh, just... It's amazing. Wow. Leno had a, a sidecar on one of his episodes, actually, too. He no, he did not. Yes, he did. Can he yes, ride he it? Uh, Leno doesn't know how to probably ride a lot of those cars. <laughs> I think he just collects them. Basically. Sorry, Leno. <laughs> but what happened is um, I, I watched that show one time, and it hit me years later after I started Dapper. I was just like, how awesome would it be? Again, for me, it's all about the love story of New York, so... I started thinking, I'm like, man, I know a lot of really amazing people, like Taylor, for example. How awesome would it be to go ahead and to ride around New York City in a sidecar, have somebody in a sidecar that I admire or that I respect, or somebody that's doing some cool stuff in New York City, have them in the sidecar, have me riding, doing we're almost like we're doing a tour, but it's the opposite way. They're doing a tour. I'm they're doing a tour with me, meaning I want to see their typical day in New York City. Where do they go? What do they do, right? Like, what are the popping places for them? Typical um, day or like if I'm out on a Sunday and I'm walking all those if places? If they're out on a Sunday, a day that, in, let's put it this way, a day that inspires them, right? Oh, like an nice. inspirational day for them that really gets them going about New York. And while we're doing that, hitting all these places, everything is obviously being recorded. Uh, we're, you know, having our conversation just like you and I right now. And then at some point during the whole thing, we talk about like the love story that they have with New York. Why do they love New York so much? What's kept them here all these years? What don't they like about New York too? You know, like uh, what what keeps them here all these years later? Wow. You know? So that's the concept I'm developing right now. Um, and along with that concept will be like these little mini tours that I'll do with some other really cool people as well too, where We'll do actual tours and we'll record it and we'll put it out there because as cool as I think the tours are, I want other people to experience it as well mm-hmm. that may never have an opportunity to come to New York in the first place, you know? Yeah. Don't so give too much idea. away. Not too much. Not too much. Just like, you know, a little taste. Uh, New York's got so much. We could give a little bit away. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we got a lot. We it's not lot. like someone hasn't published a lot of it. It's not like there's not books out there. Yeah. And TV shows. And- <laughs> Articles and journals. Correct. 
Correct. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot of information. A whole lot. And then it's still never enough. It no. just depends on like what platform you use and how you like to get information. Like, um, one thing I like to do when I'm walking, not yeah. riding, because it's hard to do when you ride. But um, a couple of times I've uh, had friends come into town and we'll just like go for like two, three hour walk. Okay. And anytime you read something where you're like, that's obviously a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you see a name on a street, you're like, okay, well, who is that? Why would you name a street after a rando? Yeah. It's never a rando. <laughs> it's someone who did something. Yeah. We would look it up and like find out like, oh, who is St. George named after the street in west village That's and then cool you find name. out like why they do it yeah um but we Two, can only do hours. that because we have the internet yeah wow. well when you walk you know you can go like like i've gone from here being east village to chelsea which could be like 35 40 minutes if you're just walking straight there mm-hmm. and i turned that into an all-day like journey i think Damn. that went like eight hours one time that's so awesome. Because you yeah. start, and then you like, oh, man, I'm feeling peckish. I think I need a sandwich. So yeah, yeah. You get a sandwich at a deli. And yeah. that's how I found Sunny and Annie's. And, uh, or, and you'll keep going a little bit, and you're like, dude, I need a coffee. And then you'll just wait until you smell a really good coffee shop. And then you walk a little bit more, and you're like, oh, I like this menu. I think I'm going to try an appetizer here. Mm. Or you walk by a gallery, and you walk in. And so, like... I obviously have different ways to explore New York, but I'm very eager to see what it looks like when someone is showing them their New York, mm-hmm. but from the sidecar, like walking yeah. around and talking about it. Will it involve people like getting out and doing things or is it all strictly from yeah. the sidecar? Yeah, it will. It will. Uh, full immersion into New York City. Very right? cool. Like, um, I'm thinking of getting, uh, there's a couple of people, uh, JP, you know JP? I JP. JP JP's the man. He's um, so nice. He is. He, he's really awesome. JP uh JP did me a, a really big solid like when there was a period of time like maybe a month and a half ago when uh so I'm I'm not name dropping you like Shark Tank reached reached out basically and uh To you? Yeah, About like About Dapper Taurus? Yeah, they like basically the pitch. And uh I went and I pitched and it it went to the, pretty much the level where uh, they told me to create a pitch video, uh, essentially, right? Like, Holy cow. I went to the next. Oh, I didn't even talk to you about this. Yeah. No. We went to I the, love new things. <laughs> we went to the last level, basically, um, a pitch video. And the video essentially had to be, it had to be from a different angle. So I, I was just like, I hit JP up and I'm like, yo, JP, why don't we just do a tour, a real tour? So we did a tour with uh, Shelly and... Um, and Kirsten, right? Like the two They're girls so for sweet. the motor market. They're really awesome girls. Oh, and big yeah, shout an out to motor market. Oh, it, there is. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, okay. Oh my gosh, she's so much fun to talk to. She's she's very cool, very very cool. We did a tour together, all um, three of us, and JP caught the whole thing, uh, did amazing edits, and uh, produced ten minutes. I didn't realize that ten. Maybe it's the same thing, probably with what you're doing. 10 minutes of video to produce. Oh, it takes, takes a lot. Hours, like days to actually edit all that stuff through. And JP came out with something. When I saw it, I was just like really proud of what he did, Aww. you know? Yeah, so That's big sweet. shout out to JP. Love JP. Big shout out. So what happened? Uh, I sent it in. Uh, we're waiting to hear from them, basically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Even if you, like, let's say, and this is not to be pessimistic. I just think this is a really interesting perspective. You're so pessimistic. Seriously. Uh, You're pessimistic. I know. I hate everything. <laughs> uh, even if, let's say, that like they watch the video and they're like, you have to come in. And then you go there. They don't do any type of, like, investment or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, you still get so much recognition from that that the guy who did uh, the single glasses of wine that you can buy at like a gas station or something Mm -hmm. they're like nah this isn't gonna be a thing and then he's like alright I'm just gonna go do it on my own and now he's like a millionaire see that crazy it's crazy it's Shark Tank is great for exposure they're great for oh it's great they're great for everything Uh, but my my mentality with Shark Tank is um, if not this year it'll happen sooner or later. Like literally that's the way I think. And I don't, would you want an investor in your company? Um, you mean a shark tank investor? Yeah. Or you mean just any investor? Mm, let's start with a shark tank <laughs> investor. So this is a tough one. Cause I, I will be honest also. Um, I probably shouldn't say this, but, um, 
It's okay. We're only being recorded. We're only being recorded. There's no big <laughs> deal. Um, you know, Shark Tank in the Shark Tank when you're a startup in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, you have to really, you have to go in very, very carefully and very, very aware, right? Because everything is just about leverage, right? Like you know, the smaller you are, the more. Remember, the show is called Shark Tank for a reason, right? It's not called Lamb Tank, like it's Shark Tank. <laughs> so they're always looking for the best deals that they can get. Um, so in the beginning, I think. Um, I would definitely go ahead and I would definitely do it. But I, I'm also curious, what happens 12 months from now, right? Like when, as Dapper grows, right, to the point where we become even more, uh, like get a foothold in New York even more. Mm-hmm. And you start getting even more recognition, like different magazines start picking you up. and Are you talking about outside of New York? What happens when certain Ooh. things start happening, right? Like now you're, now um, you have a different Chicago. leverage. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> every major city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, now it's a whole different conversation, right? Like uh, where it's like now people, now they, they see what you're doing and they're just like, wow, like, okay, it's proven. It's not like a startup thing anymore. You've proven it. You've done all the legwork. And now it's just a matter of like, show me, show me the money, you know, as opposed to now where it's like, Hey, can you give me the money? Mm-hmm. At that point, it's like, show me the money at that point. You know, does that wow. make sense? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about like where you are now. Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, I've barely put a whole lot out, and this started <laughs> maybe a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, you daydream all the time about, sure. like, what it could turn into or, like, what it could inspire. And, like, I mean, I think about that all the time. So I imagine that someone who actually has, like, a functioning <laughs> business thinks uh-huh. about that constantly. But in terms of where you are now, like, how many sidecars, how many riders uh, do you have? Yeah. Like, where are you now? How long did it take to get there? Wow. Um, so right now we have, uh, I started with one sidecar, obviously. I mean, I couldn't start with zero sidecars. It'd be a little tough to do twice a little with tough. zero. It'd be a little tough. Um, so I started with one sidecar. Um, about three years ago, I purchased a sidecar. Mm-hmm. Um, three I, years? Three Congrats. years. Three years, yeah. Um, she's still my favorite one out of all of them. Uh, does she, she have a name? She does. It's so funny you ask that. She does have, she does have a name. They all have names. Uh, she is Mokroi. Mokroi is actually a Gaelic word, um, and Mokroi stands for the beat of my heart. Right? Like that's what that means. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I need to go cry real quick. <laughs> um, it was her first, and to be quite honest, I was. Um, I had this concept in my head, but what was happening is. Being an entrepreneur, you have to, if you don't grow, your company will not grow. Um, Being an entrepreneur is all about growing pains, right? Like uh, you have to become a better person overall for you to do the things you want to do. We all have these ideas in our head and um, we daydream a lot, right? Like, but the daydream, it dreams don't come true like people think it comes true. You yeah, Cinderella to, lied to me. They, they lied. They lied. <laughs> Cinderella and, and, and Santa Claus are hanging out right now, probably, like being like, ah, we got him, you know, like, because it's one of those <laughs> we things. Him. We got him. We got him. We got him. Like, Jesus. you have to put in this crazy amount of work and you have to have this nonstop positive mentality when everything is falling apart around you, right? Like, so in the beginning, I, I'll be honest, it, I, was, um, I was paralyzed by fear, right? Like when you talked about how, you know, there was one, um, when we were talking earlier about that one, I won't even say what it is, but the one situation where you were just like, oh my God, like crap, like this is going to be received like in a bad way or whatever it is. And you become afraid to put anything out there into the world. That's what happens. I remember even for me to do Instagram. 
It took me a year to, to make a first Instagram post. And I kept on having, I kept on making up these lies in my head or rationalizations as to why I wasn't doing it. But really the re reality of why I wasn't doing it is because I had created this thing that now had started taking a life of its own. And you I loved felt it. like you were going to share your baby. I, I loved it. And if someone was like, if yo, your baby it, ugly, I would have been extremely, extremely despondent at that point. But when I finally did it, it went literally, if you check this out. So the first post I made was last year. I think it was in no, October. Um, then but I you've been doing this for like three years. No, no. I bought the first bike three years ago. I didn't start the business until last year. What? You've only been yeah. doing this for a year? Oh, not even Don't you have a full like year. six bikes now? Four bikes now. Four we bikes? Four bikes, yeah. I can't count. We have, <laughs> she can count. Except she adds two more to everything. Well, it's That's like it the is. next two. It's the next two. It's the future. It's the next two. We, uh, you know, when I'm like pretty much I made a post, I remember back then, but really I, I took months off from doing anything with Instagram. And then the first post I made was January, uh, January 29th of this year till now. Like Whoa. that's all I've. That's the months basically. And so this is really the first year. But in the first year. Uh, we went from one bike to four bikes now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did a tour of uh, six. We did a 16-person tour from Germany. You did um, 16 people? Yeah, we broke it up into groups of eight and eight, basically. It was a Whoa. really big family from Germany, which... They traveled with their whole they family? They, they're gang gang. Like, they, they traveled, <laughs> they came out. And uh, it was really amazing. Uh, just, I, I kind of almost had these chills like as we were going over the Brooklyn Bridge all four bikes there with the other riders by the way you asked me about the riders there are four other riders right now that mm -hmm. I call like their year um, and they're probably about a good eight more people that I'm kind of talking to because I want to make sure they're the right fit yeah, because um, they've got to be personable. They've got to know stuff. They've got to be able to ride it safely yeah. because these things can sometimes be dangerous if the wrong person is riding them. It can. It can. It it uh, that, that goes back to the EQ thing again. Like you have yeah. to, you're processing like seven different things at once, and you have to be really good at all of them. Um, you're talking to you're talking to the the passenger in the sidecar and the one behind you, and you have to make sure that you don't give eye contact to one more than the other or else they'll start getting jealous or whatever. But while also keeping track of the road and keeping track of the your mental script in your head of different mm -hmm. things to kind of mention, keeping track of it when they feel tired, um, you know, to stop. Yeah. Or whatever. So even finding like the right person, how do you prepare them for that? Because um, this I, is totally new. Yeah, it is new. Um, I, I have to train them. Um, I spend a month minimum a month training training them um, wow yeah it takes a it takes a long time you have to first train them on riding the bike because they're motorcyclists but they that doesn't mean anything for sidecars no you like ride it differently it's almost you like do. riding like a, car. a car yeah it is so i also look for people that are not that don't have a cocky streak in them because um you get humbled a lot like riding the sidecar in the beginning and guys that guys and girls that feel like they're really good riders, they do really bad when they're riding a sidecar because it just messes with their head and uh, they just can't get it, that they can't get it as quick quickly as they want to. Uh, so yeah, we have four, four guys besides myself um, and I'm trying to get up to probably about 15 riders on call or staff or whatever. Um, we're working with different major hotels, uh, four hotels right now that we're working with. And the idea is just to take that and just to explode that in New York City um, and then see where we go from there. That's cool. Do you want to shout out to any of the hotels? I want to shout out. Not that they're going to listen. They're not going to listen. <laughs> I want to shout out the Maxwell Hotel. I want to shout out uh, Franklin Guesthouse also mm -hmm. as well. I also want to shout out somebody that um, or a hotel that I'm very, very, very close to having a meeting with Ooh. the Wythe Hotel. I want to shout them out. 
wow. in Williamsburg. I know that's the Wise sexy, Hotel. That's a sexy, sexy space. It's a great it hotel. It is. It is. And I want Williamsburg Hotel, too. Just uh, saying it. Just obviously. in case you listen, guys. They have great jazz on Saturdays. Do they yeah. really? Mm-hmm. At which one? Williamsburg Hotel. Really? Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Like that little outdoor space that's yeah, in yeah. front of them. Noons on Saturdays till, like, I think it's like two or three. They either will have jazz or they'll have, like, folksy bands okay. one of my favorite ones was like i think they were called milk and honey okay and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a bass player and a violin and like someone would say yeah and it was just like a funky way to enjoy like a mid-saturday okay. post-brunch when you know you're plastered <laughs> <laughs> we get drunk a lot I, here I, I never i never get drunk guys ever oh ever. no he's <laughs> total straight edge <laughs> This is where I press my liar button. <laughs> liar. <Hey>. Liar. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. So you spend a month training these people after probably spending months trying to find them. And now you have to find more. And then you have to find more in other cities as you grow, which you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're going to own like some crazy, cool, multi-city business. <laughs> that's insane. I... I I, 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 that's the, that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. And finding them, by the way, is, this is what's so great about the motorcycle community in New York City. Um, you know, when we have things like Moto Market Mm -hmm. and we have things like, you know, at Philippaki, uh, uh, you know, where all these little meetups that are happening all around New York City, uh, I, I make my, making my business to be at all these different things because you are at every every one of them. You got to be like, that's where all, the writers are. That's where all the real writers. You don't want to find writers off of. I'll be. I'll, I'll put it straight out there. When I first started this, I didn't know any better. I went on Craigslist and tried to pull people off of Craigslist. Worst idea in the world. Worst idea in the world. Like, I mean, you had people coming that were just like, just the worst of the worst, basically. They were coming, and it was dangerous people. Dangerous people. Really dangerous clowns, and I don't mean funny ones. You know, like like popping a wheelie because it looks cool. Yeah. Even though you're in the middle of traffic with no helmet. With nothing, nothing. <sighs> Those nothing. people make me so scared. They're the ones that get us like tickets and all this crazy stuff happening. But you know, that's the idea. Like in these other cities as well, too, down the line, um, just to kind of get into the network there. And what people don't realize about motorcyclists is the majority of the majority of motorcyclists, at least in our circles, are extremely responsible. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no drinking and driving and uh, really careful with making sure their bikes are working the right way. Like, and have stable jobs, come from stable uh, mentalities or whatever it oh, is. Oh, you mean like adults? Adults, real adults. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So those are the people I'm trying to go after for, for doing this type of stuff. Good. How'd you come up with Dapper Tours, by the way? The name, you mean? I mean, the tour bit, I get. Um, the name is, uh, you're the first person to ask me that. Um, really? Yeah, you are. You are. Um, the, the, the name Dapper Tours came from, so before I called, I had called the company Bespoke Tours, uh, being that I was, for me, it's all about like custom tailor-made service right mm-hmm. like um that, that name was taken fancy. it was re- actually it was a little too fancy for me the more i think about it like i'm not i'm not a bespoke type of dude right like thankfully somebody I mean, you else just called yourself a dude a dude i'm a dude bespoke and dude don't go together really, really no you know? not really um there's a company in europe somewhere that had a similar name mm-hmm. so there were trademark issues got it so i had to go back and get a new name and what the name that came the closest was dapper to me and um, the reason why I love Dapper even more than Bespoke is because for me, I love clothing. I love to Oh my God, please tell me you nice. wear a suit. I, 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 we, not on the tour necessarily, but we, we do our thing on the, on the tours. And the, the, the thought of that is this. Like, I think that when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, uh, you emote a certain energy. And when you emote that energy, what happens is other people... They see that and they want to actually be around that energy and everybody just feels good at the end. But if you're dapper, you don't really have to say you're dapper. So what happens is we don't really talk about the name Dapper Tours much. Um, it's just kind of like this underlying thing 
that's there. To give it like a subtle, like already feeling, like just a happy little vibe. je ne sais quoi. That's yeah. all. Just a little, you know, just a little something, something. A little there, wordsmith. You know? Just a little something, something <laughs> over there, you know. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Well, we're we're at almost about fifty minutes. That was yeah, yeah. Wow. It I didn't know a lot of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we learned. We both learned something. We did. We did. I can't believe that they like hit all that stuff in the Brooklyn Bridge. That's crazy. The crazy guys. Crazy, crazy guys. Yeah. I'm so excited for my tour. You are going to, you're going to get even more little secrets off the beaten path secrets. That is so cool. Another little cool thing I'm going to tell you is there's a museum called M-M-U-S-E-U-M. Uh, it's on Cortland. It's in Cortland Alley mm-hmm. in, um, in, I guess that would be like Chinatown or whatever. Yeah. One of the coolest museums you ever go to. It's the size of a... Uh, service elevator because it used to be an old service elevator and when you go in there I won't tell you what's in there but when you go in there you'll thank me you'll be like you'll hit me up yo yo, Will I can't believe you actually just told me about this all of of you will hit me up yeah it's an old service elevator yeah you just like go up and down in the museum. Nope. Don't tell me. Don't tell nope. me. I don't want to know. I ain't gonna know. tell you. You just gonna go there. You gonna go there. That's it. Ugh, I love Chinatown. Every time I go there, I find something new. There's like this little tiny candy shop there uh-huh. where it's like non-traditional candy because it's you know Chinese candy. Stuff. Chinese candy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember walking in and being like, "Oh, candy store, yes!" And then like the first thing I read was dried fish scales, and I was like. No. Dried fish scales. No. <laughs> um, but it actually ended up being a really cool place to just mm. try a bunch of stuff I wouldn't normally. And yeah. then uh, one of my favorite uh, late night music places is there. But I'll tell you that when we go on our tour. That's it. That's yeah. it. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening. Will, did you want to say anything else? Do any shout outs? Any plugs? Uh, uh, shout out to Euro Motorcycles. Shout out to uh, shout out to Taylor Two Wheels. Definitely go ahead hey. and and follow her. She's doing her thing. Uh, really positive energy. This this young lady has. And uh, yeah, follow us on uh, on social media. Uh, we're going to be doing some really, really cool. <laughs> you just made me laugh. We're going to be doing some really cool things, uh, really cool things over the next few months. Uh, so on social media, it's uh, dapper underscore tours underscore NYC on Instagram. Uh, it's dapper dot tours.nyc on uh, Facebook. And the website is dapper dash tours.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. We uh, you, you'll see us out there. Very cool. Thanks, Paul. Thank you.